Hey everybody, welcome to Tara and Andrew versus the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. Hi, I'm Andrew. I'm Tara. This is part 38 in our 3,726 part series where we pick a movie from the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide at random, watch it, do some research, and tell you what we thought and learned. In our last episode, we watched and reviewed Blue Collar, uh, which was Paul Schrader's directorial debut from um, 1978, starring a bunch of people. Mostly Richard Pryor. Mostly Richard Pryor. And Harvey Keitel and Yafit Kato. And we both liked it a lot. Um, and and Begley Jr. Don't forget it. Oh, yeah. Jr. We didn't mention him in the, in the last episode, I think, but... Yeah. Uh, Ed Begley Jr. A, played a pivotal role. Yeah, as a as a as a blonde guy who works in the checkers auto plant, auto plant, yeah. and uh, yells sometimes. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> it's pretty high billing, and he's only in like three scenes. It seems like <laughs> yeah. so. So I mean, good Fair for enough. him. Yeah, good for him. Yep. All right. So this week it is Andrew's honor to choose the film at random. I feel like that is setting me up for. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't want you to fail because no. I have to suffer through a bad movie too. That's right. So I'm gonna avert my eyes. All right, and I'm flipping. Okay. And stop. Okay. So you've chosen a Spanish film from 2000. Okay. It's called Nico and Danny, a.k.a. Crampack. Okay. Okay. Um, 17-year-old best friends plot to lose their virginity one unsupervised summer at the seaside in this Spanish coming-of-age drama. In the United States, this kind of film usually takes the form of either heavy melodramatic romances or luring wacky sex comedies. But this is in the more earthy, naturalistic European mode. Gay, adapting Jordi Sanchez's play Crampack, shows a sensitivity to the hormonally driven boys in their awkward attempts at seduction in his presentation of playful energy, romantic confusion, and blossoming sexual identities. It's a modest but frank look at adolescent lust, both heterosexual and homosexual, but the refreshingly matter-of-fact presentation is also bluntly macho and almost exclusively from a male perspective. Okay. All right. That seems seems fine. Well, in good news, it's 91 minutes long. Okay. 91. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I am now when the, the movie is longer than 91 minutes, basically. <laughs> Anything more than 91 minutes, and I'm just like, oh, to spend Get me more out than an here. hour and a half watching a movie. <laughs> of my, not of my technical choosing. Well, I guess, no, of my technical choosing. Of your technical, but not of your conscious no. choosing. Exactly, yes. Uh, okay, so we will be back with our thoughts on Nico and Danny after this musical interlude. Okay, cram pack. <laughs> watching Nico and Danny and uh yeah yep it's gonna be a fun conversation we're gonna have about this movie <laughs> not at all awkward oh not at all awkward uh, definitely boy. not awkward do you want to just do our pre-spoiler sure rating so in order from 
lowest to highest our ratings go don't watch maybe don't watch eh maybe watch and at the pinnacle don't not watch correct so do you have a rating in mind i uh, do do you have a rating in mind yeah okay <laughs> okay uh don't sound totally convinced <laughs> carry just on go with it all right on uh, the count of three one two three maybe uh... watch yeah i mean uh, i i get it there were some things that i i, I took a lot of issue with in the movie uh-huh which we'll talk about, yeah. which is why I didn't rate it higher. Yeah, it's there. There is some problematic stuff in there. Yeah. Um, so I could see bringing it down a peg too. Yeah, but I mean, there were there were a lot of things I liked about it yeah. uh, as well. So uh, you know, we'll get into that. But um, the movie starts off uh, with a teenage boy hopping a train. His name's Nico, and he's sitting across. From a girl on the train, he starts chatting her up, finds out she's French, and is trying to see if she'd be interested in allowing him to introduce her to local beaches. And uh, she declines him. So it's like, all right, well, I'm going to keep riding on my train. I'm going to see my friend. And then we meet Danny saying goodbye to his parents. They're heading off for some vacation on a vacation. And they ask him if they should bring him anything back. And he's like, yeah, bring me a pyramid. So like... I guess maybe they were going to Egypt, but oh, they yeah. were driving. Driving to Egypt for, I for think Spain. They might have driven to. I was just like sitting there, immediately baffled. Yeah, what they were doing. Oh, they might have. They could have. They been technically just... could have. So that was all weird. And then um, his dad's like, "Yeah, don't smoke all my marijuana while I'm gone." Why bring that up? Because you know he's gonna. You just plant the idea in his head. You're like, oh wait, oh yeah, I need to smoke my dad's marijuana. Yeah, well, he said not to smoke all of it, so. So I guess I, I just leave him a joint's worth. Yeah. Immediately after Danny's parents leave, this guy pulls up in his Jeep and he's like, oh, hey, is your dad home? And Danny's like, nah. This guy's named Julian and he's a writer and he was gonna drop off a, like a manuscript. But he refuses to drop it off with Danny. Danny then heads into town uh, to pick Nico up from the train station. And there are roughhousing and and stuff and talking about how they're going to go hunting and all these plans that Danny has made. They're on their way out of town to go fishing or whatever and they run into one of Danny's friends, um, Elena. And she's like, oh, do you remember my cousin, Berta? You should come in and like have a drink with us in this bar. And... So they go into the bar, and uh, Danny orders uh, a brandy, and uh, the bartender's like, well, what what kind of brandy? He's like, um, Bailey's? He's like, oh, you, you dumb kid. Oh, you don't know what you're doing. And then we see him just drinking a glass full of Bailey's. Like, uh, yeah. But it's just like, the great that the rest of the kids are like, uh, we're with it enough to know you don't order Bailey's when you're asking for a brandy. Yeah, yeah. Dumb shit. So they're... All sitting, hanging out at the bar together. There's a, like some flirtation going on, and then they, I guess, Nico and Danny decide to hold off on going fishing and go back to uh, to Danny's parents' place for the night. And they start uh, cram packing, which <laughs> is the the movie's uh, made-up term for mutually masturbating. And yeah. uh, we're like, whoa, okay, they're not uh, not wasting any time here. They're getting right right into the, uh, the sexual content. 
uh, so they're like talking about you know sitting you, you know sitting on your hand to make it feel like it's not your own hand when you're when you're masturbating. That's uh, something that everybody knows about. Uh, apparently, um, well, at least one of the kids, at least Danny knew about it, so he introduced yeah. it to Nico. Like, hey, hey, let's let's share jerking tips. Yeah, it really should have just been called jerking. I mean, yeah. it technically was called jerking at the movie in Spain because they, <laughs> they, they call it Crampack, which yeah. is like mutual jerking it, the yeah. movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> Except nobody knows what this word means yet because no, we just made it up. Yeah. So I mean, they Crampack, and uh, and that's that for the evening. I think we should just keep calling it Crampack. Yeah, because. I think- not that it, you know, it... It kind of softens the blow. It mildly softens the blow, yeah. It makes me feel less awkward about these two, like, 15-year-olds. Anyway, um, so they, they get up the next morning, and then they, um, they're talking to the lady that Danny's parents have kind of hired to cook meals for them, and they're like, well, we're going to this beach party later, and she's like, oh, I, I want to go to a beach party, and they're like, well, whatever, lady, sorry. Just, yeah. Like, she's... She's like in her maybe 40s or so, like right. 30s, 40s. And then I'm like, do you want to go to a beach party with a bunch of like, like 17, 16 year old kids? And she was kind of flirting with Nikos earlier. Oh, so maybe God. And it, it turns out that this beach party is it's not like entirely teenagers. There, it no. seems like there's some. It's just kind of like it seems like a like fair uh, at the boardwalk or something. Yeah. Not so much like teenagers having a beach party. Like, at least you would imagine from American popular culture. Right. And uh, so we see Nico, like, he sees Elena and Berta talking to some older dudes. And makes a, a brief attempt at going and, like, interjecting himself into the conversation. That Like, the guy, other guys are just, like, kind of looking at him dismissively. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna yeah. get out of here. Like, you yeah. guys are, like, a full foot taller than me. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just going to back out. Yeah, but uh, the the four of them start drinking shortly thereafter, and then they leave the beach party, they go back to their, their respective homes, and uh, and again, Nico and Danny start cram-packing, and then uh, Danny decides to uh, use, use his mouth to do some cram-packing on Nico. It's at that point that, like, the next morning you see that he's starting to get kind of possessive of Nico, like Nico's wanting to go on a picnic with Elena and Bertha. And Danny's going along with it, but he's not, like, super happy. It's like, we were supposed to go hunting. There's yeah. so many rabbits we're supposed to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Nico and uh, Elena are kind of horsing around with each other, and then Danny and Bertha start to kind of make out a little bit too, but you can kind of tell that his, his heart really is not into it. So the foursome are just you know, hanging out more and more. And they decide that Danny and Nico are going to host a dinner with Elena and Berta. And, you know, the plan is potentially that they're going to hit the bone zone with the girls. So they go into town and do some shopping. And while they're at the store, Nico's like, hey, Danny, go buy some condoms. A lot uh, of them. Go a get lot a lot of, of condoms. Get a lot of condoms. We're going to need, like, so many condoms, yeah. I'm sure of it. We're both virgins, but I know we're going to need, like, all all the condoms in the store. Yeah. So Danny heads over, uh, checks out the to- uh, the condoms, and then he runs into that guy, Julian, again, the, his dad's um, student-slash-friend who lives in the town. And Julian's like, oh, I see what you're buying there. You need any recommendation? This one's good. <laughs> and Danny's like, 
Hmm. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with this one. I think I like strawberry better. Strawberry, <laughs> strawberry flavor condoms. Like, I wonder what he has in mind for those. Yeah. Not yeah. so subtle. Yeah. So he, he gets the... Julian's kind of like looking after him like, hmm. Like, hmm, hmm. Hmm. Danny and Nico finish up at the store and they they head home and they get all gussied up for the girls to come over. So they're all dressed fancy. The girls are over, they have dinner, and um, Nico and Danny are putting together some sangria and they've got like all these pills that Danny took from his dad's me- or his parents' medicine cabinet. So there's like Valium and just like other random shit. And he goes like, "Are you sure this is what's gonna? This is gonna like turn him on?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's. Uh, I so understand. My dad says. Yeah, my dad says this always works." And so they're like grinding it in a mortar and pestle, and then like adding it to the sangria. Yeah. So they start to all drinking this drugged sangria, and Bertha starts feeling a little woozy at some point. So Danny's like, "Oh well, let's go hang out in my trailer." So they go out, and she kind of, like, is like, I don't feel so good. I'm so sleepy, and she passes out. So he then starts checking that she's awake or not, and then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to give this a shot. And he starts pulling down her her skirt yeah. and kind of, like, tries to go at it Yeah. Um, for, you know, a little bit there. And then he stops, and he's like, eh, he thinks better of it. I don't know if I would say that. I don't, he, even... I don't know if that he... he realized it was rape no i'm sure not. he didn't i mean people like, still don't realize that that's rape even yeah, today so I'm that's like, true so i don't think he felt bad about that he was just like oh i tried it this wasn't my thing so i guess i'm not into girls and he's like okay well i know that now and he he leaves bertha in the trailer and decides to go check on elena and nico so he goes back into the house and he finds them like kind of really heavily making out and like kind of partially undressed and so danny sidles up to nico and starts kind of like touching his ding dang <laughs> <laughs> like woohoo hello yeah. i'm here uh, let's have a threesome yeah. and uh nico and elena are super not into that and so they're like uh no that's gross and, and yeah. also like where's berta <laughs> and Danny's like, well, you should, you know, you should be lucky to have like uh, two guys at the same time. Like he's trying to, yeah. trying to sell Elena on it. Like, uh... um, <laughs> like how great would it be? Like your first time, you got like two dudes. Yeah, that's not... no. So that doesn't really go down. No. <laughs> yeah. So Elena's like, where's where's Berta? And he's like, oh, she's she's sleeping in the trailer. It's fine. Britta comes in and she is obviously not fine. Like her, she's, I think she says she has a stomach ache or something. And, and mm-hmm. Elena's like, we should go home. And so they get on their bike. Like Britta is like barely clinging on to, uh, to Elena. They get on the bike and uh, Danny decides that it would be a good idea to kind of tie Britta to Elena just because she's in such a bad state. She might fall off otherwise. And so like he just, ties a rope around the two of them and then off they go and 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 by the way neither of them feel at all bad no about this no they're just like oh shoot yeah nico's like upset he's like i was gonna have sex i thought i was gonna fuck and this is like when he and danny are laying in their beds together afterwards and and so danny's like well i'm here you know you could you could do it to me 
And uh, so he does. Like, he turns around and um, Nico starts to kind of have sex. And Nico's like, is this, like, okay? Is it painful? He's like, well, Danny's like, well, like, you're not really in me, so it's fine. Um, and, yeah, that's that's the end of that scene. Well, right? except the funny part is... Oh, uh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. And so then... Danny's like, well, what about me? What about, like, where's, you know, I want my turn. And Nico's like, uh, I've got a headache. I'm mm, tired. I've I'm got tired. A I've got a headache. Like, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that old, that old chestnut. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the next day they're getting ready. I think they're, Danny still thinks that they're going to go hunting or whatever. And, and Nico's like, well, no, I'm going to go meet up with Elena. Cause we're, we made plans to have sex tonight. And Danny does not take this particularly well and so he goes into town and he sees elena and he is like oh well i i heard you and nico are gonna be meeting up and doing whatever i just think you should know something like uh, nico is gay and elena doesn't believe it and so danny is kind of following her trying to convince her that that nico is gay and she's waiting for a train i guess and the train comes by and danny is kind of looming ominously behind her and it seems like he's really seriously considering shoving her in front of the train but he doesn't but the, for a few seconds there it gets pretty hairy and just yeah. like Ee, that would have been quite a turn <laughs> quite a different movie quite a different movie and like throughout the movie danny really seems kind of like a burgeoning sociopath too yeah, there are a couple things about him that are a little... I mean, the whole drugging thing, that, yeah. that, that that's his idea. Right. Yeah, and so then we uh, cut to Nico showing up finally at this beach cabin where Elena's staying. And they have sex a couple of times. And afterwards, Nico's like, you know, we should uh, keep doing this. And, you know, I can come over, hang out some more tomorrow or whatever. And she's like, no, you know, I've got a boyfriend. I just wanted to try it and and see what it was like. And I've done that, so cool, but, like, we're done here. We're just going to be friends. She's like, yeah, my boyfriend's in the service, and he's coming back in a day. So, you know, this is the end of it. And Nico's kind of bummed. Then we jump back to Danny, and he's kind of sadly riding his bike through town. And he runs into that guy, Julian, again. So Julian can tell Danny is a bit down in the dumps. And he's like, well, I'm having a party. You know me. There's another person there you're going to know. It's like your, your tutor's going to be there. And you should just, like, show up and have a drink and, and just, like, chill. And Danny joins the party. And they all, all these adults get him, like, super drunk. He sees Julian and a friend snorting some coke. And he tries to get in on that action, too. And then he, he goes out to the yard and's like, thrown up. Well, the the interesting part is, like, when the, the tutor is talking to Julian. Yeah. Like, She's like, you know, I'm kind of responsible for Danny for a couple days, so I'm looking at you. Yeah. Let's be careful here. Yeah. <laughs> like, think about what Danny's father is going to think. And Julian is like, oh, he'll understand. And, like, uh... the implication... There is that something similar probably happened with Julian and Danny's dad. That was the, right. the impression that I... Yeah, I kind of got that impression I too. I got it at least, yeah. Yeah, so there's that conversation um, between Danny's tutor and Julian. 
And then eventually Danny ends up horking out in the front lawn at Julian's place, like having had too much to drink. And that's uh, coincidentally when Nico's riding back up to the house after his tryst with Elena. And so he sees Danny Horkin through the bushes after finding his bike. And then a couple of adults usher him back into the house. And he's like, oh my God, what's going on? It's like, well, I'm just going to go back to the house and I'll talk to Danny later when he gets home. So the next day, uh, Danny hasn't returned home and Nico is worried and mad at him for not coming home. And um, so the tutor comes by the house and she's talking to, to Nico and she's like, oh, Danny's fine. Like he's over at my friend's place. He's, he's okay. There's nothing to worry about there. And then she's like, well, I'm, I'm going to go over there to see him now or to, to meet up with them. And Nico's like, well, should I go with you? And she, she tells him, depends on, you know, if it was just a friend, I wouldn't worry about it. But if it, it was my boyfriend, then I would be pissed off and I wouldn't <laughs> go. So he's like, oh, okay, well, then I'm just not going to, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to go with you. Yeah, and he's uh, not my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And so then we, we see that Danny is at Julian's house and he's hungover, like pretty bad. And uh, Julian comes in and is like, well, let's get out of here. We'll go get, like, hair with the dog. We'll go out to get some food and get you more drinks. And, like, that doesn't seem great. Yeah. Um, but they, they go out for this meal and they're, they're talking and they kind of come to the decision that they are going to go back to Julian's place and, and do it. And, um, or at least just hang out. After they eat, they go back to Helene's place, and they, they're going to start having sex, and Danny is like, uh, you should put some music on, and and Helene does, and he leaves the room for a second, and when he leaves, like, Danny books it out of there, and Helene comes back into the, the room and is like, yeah, okay, that's... That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I that's... probably didn't need to have sex with a minor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... But I was about to. I, yeah, I was going For to. For the record, he was totally about to. Yeah. Yeah, so Danny gets out of there. He goes back home, and it's nighttime, and you see him, like, getting the rifle out and putting it on the counter, and you're like, um, that's, I mean, I'd kind of forgotten at that point that they had talked about going hunting right. before, and I'm like, well, he did almost whoa, whoa, push whoa. Elena in front of a train, so this is kind of, uh, potentially... This this might not be great. I could see it moving this way. Yeah, yeah. Especially it's not with all, out of the realm of possibility. Especially because it's you know he's realized at this point that Nico isn't going to reciprocate his feelings. No, Nico's pretty much straight. Yeah. So he comes in, he puts the the rifle on the counter, and then he goes to bed. So they wake up the next day. It's like, hey, we haven't actually gone hunting yet. Uh, so they finally go hunting. Friendship's still intact, and, and, you know, they go off and they have fun, and there's, like... Danny doesn't murder Nico. Danny doesn't murder Nico. <laughs> Nico's like, yeah, I gotta go head back to Barcelona, so I'll see you later. And then Danny goes, and he hangs out at the beach, and he's, like, laying on a towel, and he looks over to his left, and he sees a couple girls, and, and so he's, like, looking at them, like, hmm... Nah, I don't think so. And they like they catch him. So then he like turns the other way and he sees a guy telling himself off and he's like, Hmm, yeah, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and a movie. 
Anyway, he gets up and he doesn't do anything with either of them. He just nope. gets up and goes into the water. Yep, goes for a swim. Yep, the end. The end. Crampack. Jerkin' it. Jerkin' jerkin it, the movie. Jerkin' it, the movie. Uh, we could not find really anything about this movie apart from, like, some reviews. Yeah, that's kind of the norm for, like, foreign movies. Yeah. Especially. Kind of a little bit more obscure ones. Like, yeah. ones that didn't necessarily make it huge internationally, or at least in America. Right. But... I was somewhat reassured to find out that the the four kids were all between the ages of 18 and 21 when this film was shot. Because I was like, oh god, I feel so gross. Yeah. They looked, they definitely looked they younger. They looked pretty young, yeah. And, you know, there wasn't like, it's not like you see a ton of nudity, like you see Elena's breasts at one point. Yeah. Like, that's about it. But just like, oh god, no, this is really gross. Yeah. And, and I think that's, like, another thing I kind of had issue with. It's, like, I wonder about the motivation of filmmakers or writers or whoever who write some of these coming-of-age stories that are so sexual. Like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, on, on the one hand, it's, like, probably good for kids who are at that age sure. to see like oh okay it's normal to experience some of these things and be confused yeah. and to whatever yeah. and like figure out who you are safely and consensually which is not exactly 100% what happened in this movie so on one hand it's like it's a very valid kind of storytelling but at the same time it's also got a creepiness yeah, level it, to I, it that I can't quite I, I got that too yeah you obviously heard the discomfort as we were discussing some of the things that happened. So that I think was a big part of it for me, at least. Where I'm yeah. Like, uh, I don't really want to talk about 15 year olds. Doing it. Doing it. Yeah. Right. It's hard because you're, you're totally right that it, like, it is something that needs to be out there for there to be like good representation for kids that age. But also I don't know that kids that age are necessarily going to see this movie. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, who really is the target audience? Yeah. For this, or who is going to have access to this movie. Yeah, um, but, but then there's also the whole thing about there needing to be stories like this that gay people can relate to, because I'm sure that the experiences oh, yeah. in the movie, even if they, you know, can figure it out where they are, they, it's still important that they have stories like this that kind of reflect their experiences to an extent, too. So that's... For sure. I, I kind of wish it had done that without the, like, let's drug these girls and, like, yeah, oh, I'm going to kind of rape Yeah, that was not her. good. That was not good. Yeah. Um, and, and just, like, the, the way that it, it made the one, like, clearly gay kid super jealous and, like, trying yeah. to foil plans. Yeah. And then, like, considering maybe pushing a girl onto the train. It's just, like... So we can talk about someone being conflicted about their sexuality and, like, coming to terms with it. Without adding them being, like, the creepiest kid yeah. in this movie. <laughs> right. Like, right. okay. Yeah, I mean, there, you're, there, there's problems with the movie. Yeah, I mean, it was 2001. Right. And I think, in some ways, culturally, we're more knowledgeable around homosexual experience and lives. And, like, appreciate that there's a wide variety of lifestyles and people and whatever like experiences within yeah homosexuality it's not just one thing but i think at that time that the movie was made it was like still kind of more acceptable to like demonize mm -hmm. or i definitely agree i mean i i think 
his him having jealousy and like sort of trying to foil Nico's plans or whatever like that. I could totally see that. That's one thing, but some of the other stuff went a little too far. Yeah, I mean, like we were saying before, like uh, he comes across as having the potential to be a sociopath. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and like I, I, I was thinking about the whole thing with him and Berta in the trailer. Yeah. And I was like, why the hell? She was like a willing person. Why the hell would he drug her apart from just like not knowing what it was going to do? But then I was thinking, well, maybe it's because like this way he'd be able to find out for sure that he wasn't sexually interested in, in females without having this awkward sexual encounter between the two of them where they're like trying it and it's like, nope. It's hard to say. It's, I mean, that that's a... Uh, that's reading a whole lot into it. It's, that's it's like a, really... It's definitely, there. there's some plausibility to that, I think. <sighs> hard to say. It's, yeah. I mean, I think we're kind of trying to justify something that is pretty skeevy. Well, something that, that, I mean, you should never justify rape. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't obviously. think it needs to be said, but well, like, just, right. just to be clear, you should never justify rape. It's... Trying to explain Never. why it would be in the movie. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, like, of the, the the list of reasons why I wasn't, like, as keen on this movie, as well as, like, how Julian is so willing to have sex with a minor. So there's the other issue of, like, okay, so Danny is the one who's, like, he's got sort of, like, the least moral boundaries, I think out of the four teenagers mm-hmm. and then julian's like totally willing to be like i know this is wrong i should know better yeah i am totally comfortable with my sexuality but let me just go ahead and bone this this 15 year old kid yeah like um not cool no it's why problematic it's, yeah so i mean it's great that there's a movie that shows you know, this, like, coming-of-age story that includes determining sexuality, and it's not just like, oh, I'm straight, and I just want to have sex with girls. But both of the gay characters, like, have issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's why I'm at an eh. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think... I mean, that said, like, there were a lot of really, it was, like, really great that the way the that Nico and Danny were able to, like, still maintain this friendship with every all the awkward shit that they went through and, and just be like, you know what? I know what you are. That's cool. Like, you know I'm not reciprocating, and we're cool with that, and we can just move on with our lives and still be friends. Yeah, so like we were saying, there really wasn't a whole lot that we could find in terms of interesting tidbits about the movie, the making of the movie. I guess the I did see that uh, the movie was based on a stage play, and it sounds different than. I mean, they they took some liberties in adapting it for the screen because the uh, the, the stage play version of it, like all the characters are in their twenties, like early twenties. Oh wow! I I don't know why the decision was made to lower the ages. I mean, I guess it's it's possible that they felt like the theme of the story, figuring out like your sexuality, would be. Yeah, a little like bit more, more believable age, or yeah, for, age for that age, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, 
maybe you could have cut back on the, the whole some of the cram packing you could have maybe yeah. a little less cram packing in the movie if you're, gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna reduce the kid's age by five years you could also reduce the cram packing yeah <laughs> proportionately reduce the cram packing i mean who knows maybe that play was just like cram packed up. it was just <laughs> it was, like constantly every just, time anybody came over they're just like still cram packing yeah just <laughs> like actually, okay come on in <laughs> don't, don't, don't mind us, <laughs> don't mind us. Uh, you missed the pantomiming that Tara was doing. <laughs> you, you can probably imagine what it was. Uh, but, yeah. So, Crown Pack. Jerkin' it. Jerkin' it. The, the movie. The movie. For the 30th time. That's going to that's gonna be the, 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 uh, the alternate title for the episode, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. It's got to be. It has to be. Um, so, now that we've finished Crown Packing. Uh, we've Crown Packed all, all of it out. We've, yeah, we've done as much Crown Packing as we can stand. Um, we'd wanted to do a seamless transition into uh, talking about Local 58, which is kind of a weird thing for us to be talking about because it's a pretty new YouTube channel. There's not a ton of content, but they are all really unsettling videos. Yeah, um, in different ways. Yeah, it's this guy, Chris Straub, who has like a webcomic, I think, Chainsaw Suit is the, the webcomic that he does and then he also uh did like the inspiration for the first season of uh channel zero yep the sci-fi series but uh local 58 is this youtube channel that he's made of these short videos for like a, a local tv station that he made up that it's got a very like early 80s television aesthetic to it i don't get spooked by much not very easily but these there's each of these videos unsettled me pretty bad when I first watched them, and that's saying something. Yeah. The newest one, I'm super, super into the aesthetic. You're watching this skeleton walking around with, like, this creepy-ass big old moon in the background. And it's in the style of, like, a cartoon from, like, the, the 40s. Yeah, from, like, the 40s or something. And he's, like, seeing these open graves, and he's like, oh, let me peek down and see if there's a cute skeleton lady in there. Yeah. I could go on a date with. Yeah. And he's very happy at first, and then he gets gradually more and more Creeped sad out. and upset yeah. as each of the graves that he peers into has something... Uh, increasingly disturbing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the video that really got me was mm. Contingency. So we're going to uh, do something new. Experimental. For experimental. We're going we're gonna to live... Uh, do live commentary on this video on the local 58 channel so we'll include the link to the, the video on the show notes page and so if you want to watch along with us you should uh pull up that video and, and pause it and then we will tell you when we are starting as well so then press play on your video player and now so this certainly kind of brings me back. Yeah, to when I like was really little. I think yeah. it really reminds me of, of being, especially being up like too early in the morning and having the TV on and seeing just like this, like back when TV channels ended for the day. It's so yeah, such a weird idea now. Yeah, but I guess it made sense back then since people had to like manually put the broadcasting on. Yeah, but uh, just like the whole idea of shows ending. Oh. So, and just, like, staying up super, super late. Yeah. As a little kid. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the first fucked up, really fucked up thing. Yeah. So, Do not uh, use after November 13th, 1970. Contingency message will now begin. 
<laughs> Off to a good start. Yeah. I don't think this is going to go It's kind of just, I was kind of like, so this is the thing that's happening on the screen right now. So we're just watching text scroll over the American flag. Nothing creepy there. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's just talking about the complete downfall of America. Yeah. And so now we have to act. Take in action in all capital letters. Just like that, the, that being capitalized. Is, right. Uh, just the, the capitalizing in general. Like, Is that emphasis. supposed to be Lyndon B. Johnson's I don't know. signature? That, it looks, yeah, it looks it like it's got to be Lyndon B. Johnson. Is. And I guess that'd be appropriate in time. For the like, 70, the like frame. after, yeah. Yeah. You take America with you. God, it's Ugh, just act like... Act immediately. Act immediately. Yeah, so fucking creepy. We will each be remembered. Use the method most available to you at this time. Your courage will inspire others. I don't think uh, that that is the case. Place muzzle. Parentheses. Hole of gun. Uh, yeah, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's good for the kitties. Yeah. Who don't yet know what a muzzle is, but uh, they'll certainly find out it's their last action in life yeah the three some, f's learn something new every day that's what i learned and the teddy bear yeah Infants oh, and pets. Ugh. so great time for a car alarm to start going off yeah oh. so there uh, oh oops oh, oh was, wait it was a oh, joke they, i just... hope you didn't kill yourself <laughs> uh, uh, the event of excellent broadcast during blah 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 yeah power something down before broadcasting I, yeah whatever. so I, can't see it. It, I, I had paused you paused it before before yeah, and it just says like oh in the case of this getting broadcast accidentally just say that this was a hoax and that there was no reason why this was broadcast so <laughs> this wasn't really made for a reason yeah this is a hoax <laughs> that really speaks to me just because of like the intense fear I had of like the public safety announcements that would come on the TV when I'd be watching it as a little kid when I was like up by myself early in the morning just like the emergency broadcast system stuff He's, like the tests yeah just scared the shit out of me and this taps into those those same fears it still like unsells me because I think you know when you see stuff like that it's like oh something really bad is happening that is way out of my control and well especially when you you're so young and you like, your mind can go to all sorts of places. Yeah. So, there you go. Local 58. All, all the videos are good. They're all pretty short. It makes me wish that he was just doing this full time. But I think when you're doing something this creepy and doing it... You don't want to oversaturate. It, and it has to take, thing. like, a lot of time to figure out just, like, how to hit the, the notes exactly right. So... That is it for this episode. If you want to keep tabs on what we are doing podcast-wise, you can always follow us on Facebook, Tara and Andrew vs. The Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. Check out our website, taraandrewvs.com. Um, we're on Instagram as well. We are no longer on Twitter because, again, fuck Jack Dorsey. The, he's taking the side of the um, majority and really, en masse, like, kicking off it's very marginalized communities of people are being kicked off in droves. Yeah, it's it's selective free speech is what he seems to be concerned with, and he really seems to be concerned with protecting like the Alex Joneses and the Mike Cernoviches and pieces of shit like that. So fuck him. Everybody should delete their Twitter accounts if you've not already done so. We would highly encourage you to do that because it's a bunch Garbage of fucking platform. yeah, bunch of Nazis.
So increasingly a bunch of Nazis. Increasingly a bunch of Nazis. We need to hear what they have to say. Like, no, we heard them out back in the forties, and we decided that it was a hateful ideology that we could like, not align ourselves with and be a, a free country. So we we heard them out. They had their chance. Anybody that is like willingly identifying with a group that murdered millions of, of Jewish people back in the forties, I don't think we need to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think it's totally fine to punch them in the fucking face. So yeah. Um, Again, uh, thank you for uh, listening. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. So, uh, uh, God. So, um, so, for real, please do if you're if you're enjoying this, please do uh, tell your friends. Feel free to leave a review on iTunes, whatever. Uh, spread the word. That'd be cool. Yeah, and um, if you disagree with us politically. That's okay. To teach you know? your own, don't tweet at us. You can't tweet at us anymore. So <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a useless thing to ask. But uh, we're, yeah. Just don't be a shithead, please. Don't, don't be a shithead. That's really the minimum that we can ask of people. Yeah. It's a low bar to clear. It should not be. Please clear that bar. It should please not clear be that bar. hard for people to do, but it, it still is it should, sometimes. It should not be a hard for people to do. Uh, well that about wraps it up for us thank you to the fantastic seattle band boat for allowing us to use their song lately off the album setting the paces thank you boats we would also like to encourage you all to um check out and support your local video stores in seattle we are very blessed and fortunate to have scarecrow video but um there are more video stores out there in the world who are doing good work like them and could use your support so please do so Indeed, yeah. And uh, that is it for this episode. And until next time, catch catch you later, later, potato potato heads. You're fucking Nazis.